From the PSIA AASI studios in Lakewood, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. You're listening to First Chair. Tonight, we're going to visit with Mike Porter. We're going to be chatting about Ron LeMaster and the Education Excellence Award that he was recognized for. Uh, Mike, this has got to be kind of a bittersweet talk for you. Yes, it is. I mean, it's still fresh in my mind what's going down there. and But it's always good to... I guess, reflect on the positive things he brought to us. So that part's positive. Well, let's talk about some of that because Ron really was, in your words, we were chatting before we started, an engineer who was really analytical. Tell us some of the things that he's done that made our teaching as a whole better. Oh, I think if you look at the, at the books he's written, they really covered the physics and the forces of our turns. What uh, actually develops bodying, the biomechanics of it. Because I, I think as a profession, we're very passionate about teaching and we're passionate about our belief system, what we do. And really he held us accountable because he didn't have anything in the fire, so to speak. <laughs> I mean, he said, if you do this move, it creates this response, and this is how the snow reacts, and this vector goes this way or that way. Um, you know, so so it held, really held us accountable. And I think there are times in our in our development where we've gone off track. We have trends that go, and we get sidetracked a little bit because we think it's good or cool or trendy. Uh, and he didn't care about trends or this or that. He just dealt with here are the facts of the mechanics. So very analytical that way. Um, but at the same time, not defiant on it. He was extremely open to discussion. And, and he wasn't really telling about cause and effect. He just said, this movement, this part of the turn, here we go. This is where the forces are building. This is how it's loaded. Um, so I, I think that was really great. And it helped clarify it for a lot of people. And it brought us down a real common ground. You know, and one thing I've got to talk about are Ron's people skills. I want to get back to the analytics and everything there because he certainly made me a much better teacher. But I feel like Ron had this incredible ability to make everyone that he met feel like a great friend. Yeah, he, he enjoyed the discussion. He wasn't out to prove a point. He loved the dialogue and he was very inquisitive. Uh, because he could understand the physics and the mechanics behind it, but he didn't. He wanted to know why, uh, because he wasn't necessarily this full-on great ski teacher that was out there doing it all the time. He was more the analytical person, and he was fascinated by to have this discussion with people. Why are you doing this, or where would that go, or how did that come about? So he was very engaging, and he and he got into a discussion, and you never really argued points with him you, you engage in a discussion and both sides came away knowing a lot more um, and, and, and you really felt like you knew him because he was sitting there like an old friend sitting there discussing you know, you, whatever happened at the grocery store it was just phenomenal that way you know, and I've got to say, there was never a question he avoided. You could be in a room full of other instructors, raise your hand, he would address you, and, and totally answer your question, even if it wasn't quite on topic. 
Oh, yeah. He, I mean, he was notorious because he'd take every question and, and whatever presentation gets sidetracked, he could go down and just he went where the discussion went. And let's talk about his innovations with uh, the camera work that he did. I, I think of the, you know, the the multi-layer photos where you really see the still of someone going through a turn, and I feel like what he did really made movement analysis uh, so clear because you could look at that frame by frame by frame and really see what was going on. Yeah, I think he. There's really two skills there. I mean, the one you talked about is the ability to connect the sequences. But probably the number one skill was he picked the right angle to shoot people where you could be very accurate with this analysis. That if you look at his shots, it, was, it always went from one turn to the next, fall line to fall line. So you really saw the turn completion through transition, through initiation. Um, and it was at a good angle that didn't bias one side or another. So it was very true. And then he didn't take the sequences and space them out like a hundredth of a second or a tenth of a second between frames. He stationed them, he, he varied the time a little bit so you could really see how the turn was developing. And I think the beauty there with his photos is that you could actually discuss what was going on. Where all of us instructors between have our different lingo, different site terminology or interpretation. And the beauty with this his stuff there is you just go look at look at figure three, look at figure four. How did it go from four, figure four to five? That it got it down to a common denominator and that I mean, you could say you think what's happening, but you look at that and you really could. Uh, and with most skiing, if you look at it in real time or even slow motion, it's hard to see the little idiosyncrasies. And um, he did it so well. Um, and, and he wrote so many articles relative to it. And that kind of su supports your opinion. I mean, all of a sudden you, you, you present a... a a thesis of what you think is going on and you back it up with these photo montages it just helps add concrete information it's great you know and i think about the skiers that he did those with you know lots of our world world cup racers it, it's intimidating to go out and try to do ma on say a jonathan Ballou or a mike porter and you're looking at these turns and it's like well i can't i how do i you know break down what this skier who's so much better than i am is doing yet ron had us looking at the best of the best in the world and really brought movement analysis to what it is which is what's going on not what's wrong yeah, just describing how a turn develops exactly and how the forces are building, 100%. But I also think it was interesting if you if you were part of any of his presentations of that or a number of the articles, I mean, he'd be doing World Cup races one minute and the average person skiing another one. You know, if you look in his books, he had lots of different people skiing so, so that you could see the, the variations. Because a lot of times the World Cup, that, that in some sense is a very pure scheme because they're getting the highest performance they can and they're unbelievably fit. So they test that spectrum, but then they brought it down to the reality that, you know, what are the fundamentals that still apply to you and me? Um, which was very good. You know, and later on, not only did he have those sequences, he had a motor drive, but then you could click on the little icon 
and it go into the video of it. You know, a lot of his latest last presentations he did that way, and a lot of the articles. Um, so he was very innovative in how he presented information. I think he was the leading edge. I don't think anybody's done anything like that where you you do all different levels of the media in one article. Yeah, it's interesting to me you brought up that uh, he worked with the more, uh, let's say, average skier or snowboarder, um, because I remember Ron coming out and he would be videoing beginner lessons and really getting all different levels of skiers to be working on. Yeah, that's right. He was just fascinated by, by the curiosity that I mentioned. It was, he'd, he'd just come up sometime and said, hey, what are you seeing out there? What's intriguing out there? Why don't we go look at this? Or how are people really making these terms? You know, I've given these discussions. Everybody said, this is happening. The consumer's really doing that? I mean, he... He wanted to go out there and really see what really existed out there, not the theoretical, the actual. So he'd look at lower levels or how do we evolve. And um, that's why I said he really held you accountable. He didn't assume anything. I mean, he wasn't writing technical manuals. He was sort of saying, like PSA, here's your progressions, this and that. He'd go out and look at them and say, are they working? Does that really happen? Is it being taught that way? Um, and that was his scientific background. I think that was great. You know, I've got to share. I mean, Ron jumped into a number, a number of lessons that I was teaching. <laughs> and I was always like, oh, my gosh, Ron LeMaster is now in my class. <laughs> and he would yeah. jump into clinics that I was leading. And he would not, not for a minute you know, show I'm Ron LeMaster and he would take part. He would do what we were saying. And then he and I'd have a breakdown after it was over. You know, what could I have done better? What could I have done? And he was so good to learn from in those situations because he would hop in and participate. Oh, exactly. That's what I'm saying. He was inquisitive. He wanted to be part of stuff. He just loved to try to understand what was going on. And he covered multi-dimensional. I mean, he was doing that for the U.S. ski team. Out there, no problems with doing that one with with our organization. He'd be doing it, you know, internationally. He'd be part of different presentations or different studies going on in the international federations. And uh, you know, like with Ron Kip, it, when Kip was working with the Norwegians, they were doing a lot of analysis, and he'd be looking at that, figuring out how it went. Uh, I mean, he, he was just searching for more information. I mean, that, that's always a pleasure to be around because you always got some of the cutting edge discussions. What do we think is going on? Or, or, you know, what's speculating out there? It's. it's it's so refreshing to hear you speaking about someone who is really the expert in that field who always wants to learn more. Yeah, it's it's good. And, you know, he never, he never tied himself up to one focus that he had to defend. I and mean, he'd go there. I mean, and he was not afraid to sit together in a discussion and said, hey, this is a great discussion. If you think I'm going to tell you what the answer is, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he said, we got to look at it. I mean, he said, let's explore those sides. I mean, I mean, here's what you can take, you know, from the, the, the hard mechanical or physical facts. But I don't know why it's the rest going on. Let's take a look. I mean, he was very... Uh, 
very much a researcher in, in, in that regard. And that's what was so, so fun. I mean, we'd go and have big discussions and afterwards we go, you know, what side really won? Who knows? But we all, everybody came out more enlightened. And we came out with a better understanding and, and better able to apply it to our own teaching. So I, I think that that was his real real plus and and he had time enough for everybody i mean he never said no he'd sit there and talk i mean if you ever did it went to any of his presentations he'd stay afterwards till they kicked everybody out of the rooms you know he just loved to talk and then so anybody going for dinner let's go over here and the discussion would keep going on even longer he he just timed it for everything and just what a wonderful personality to be that person who is so well known, uh, such an expert in the field, but to be so friendly and just be able to blend in. And uh, I don't know, such a wonderful man. Yeah, very much so. So who do you, you know feel? I mean? Is there anybody who could take up kind of the mantle to follow what he's doing that you're aware of at the moment? Uh, at the moment, no, because uh, a lot of what he was doing took a lot of not only time, but uh, knowledge of computer programs and all that. Uh, he was always notorious for not all the stuff not working because he was finding new ways to present information. That's what I'm saying. Well, you may see a, a motor drive sequence a film and then you click on something and you get the real life skiing of it and then you click on something else then it goes into slow motion I mean, he, he was an equal innovator in the manner of presenting information I don't see anybody out there with that I mean there's people with that type of knowledge he has but not the, the wherewithal to actually put the whole presentations together well, greatly missed as a friend, as an educator. I I just can't say enough about Ron and what he's done for me individually, personally. Uh, anything you'd like to share with the membership uh, in conclusion here, Mike? Uh, well, one thing I, I think on the positive side is if you look at his books and all that, they're timeless because physics doesn't change. The biomechanics don't change. Um, you know, so the clothing people wear may look a little bit different, but everything he writes in those books is still 100% valid. And I think we can still carry on and reflect from that. Um, and looking at it, and the other takeaway is just, you know, the, enjoying the love of learning and sharing that with your customers. Because uh, I think what you were describing when he joined your group, well, in some sense he was a participant, and another part maybe he was producing some of the information. But just the, the figure that everybody's inclusive in this whole dialogue, uh, I think that big, that's the big takeaway. And, and that's wrong. You go out with your people. It's just it's a nice collective. It's a discussion. We're engaging and we're sharing, and it's and we're just moving forward. It's, that spirit. Mike Porter, it's been wonderful visiting with you. I can't thank you enough for taking the time to chat with us here on First Chair. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you.
Thanks, George. It's always a pleasure. Thanks for all the work. From the PSIA ASI Studios in Lakewood, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. 